0: It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is sponsored by RX Bar. Go to slash FWB and put in the promo code FWB for 25% off. Today's guest is Monica Smith. She's an actor, a comedian, a model, and Canadian. So we're going to cover a lot of things. Um, But we are definitely going to cover those four things. Uh, Got a nice write-up for the show in Splitsider. This is actually, we had a smaller write-up, kind of like at the bottom. Like, hey, you should also check out these shows. But then um, for the episode with Keith Coogan, which you should definitely check out, uh, we got a nice long review that uh, I thought it was really nice and to be kind of... I'll say lumped in, but to be lumped in with other great podcasts like uh, my friend Lauren Lapkus, uh, uh Allison Rosen, and then Mark uh, Marin's uh, WTF. That was in there too. So that felt pretty cool. Um, we're halfway through the month of January and we're still here. So that's good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much can happen uh, in two weeks of the new year, but um, I guess you never know. What I do know is uh, RX Bar, which I've actually been eating for two years. I discovered it um, at the CrossFit gym I was going to, and I was kind of like, all right, well, if the CrossFit gym has it, it cannot be good. Um, but no, I was like, I, I've i been eating these bars for two years. They're great. Uh, one thing I really love about them, beside the taste, is that uh, I'm particular about where protein comes from in protein bars because I've been eating protein bars since I was about 18 or 19 because I live a very exciting life. Um, but I've become very particular on this where the protein comes from and the source of protein. And a lot of times it's a lot of chemicals and fillers and you could taste that, but RX bar, the protein comes from egg whites, which I also eat. So like the, the, it's like real food. And then there's nuts and fruit and, uh, really good, like cocoa flavor, you know, the flavors like it's real food. They take it from—the ingredients are short because it's real food, and I've been eating RX bars for two years, and I cannot get enough of them. I'm particular to kind of the fruit-ish flavored ones, like mixed berry, but I've fallen in love with the chocolate peanut butter. I'm like, uh uh-oh, okay. Now I cannot get enough of these, and you they're great— Pre-workout, post-workout. Sometimes I do both. I definitely have one pre-workout. Uh, there's no added sugar. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. It's all the frees that you are like. It needs to be free of this. Um, it's uh, it's good You know, for breakfast. It's great. You can just carry it with you wherever you go. There's no excuse not to have uh, food, quality, protein. And uh, I love it. 11 flavors. I've had them all. And they're all really good. Like I said, I've been really falling in love with the chocolate peanut butter. And uh, I just, yeah, I just want more because I, you know, I buy a variety pack. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get, you know what I mean? I need variety. But then I'm like, I just wish I had more of those chocolate peanut butter. So if you go to rxbar.com slash FWB and put in the promo code FWB, you get 25% off your first order. So that's good get 24% off, and it is good. You can find them in a lot of places, so you know it's like, oh, this is a good thing that people like. Um, but go to rxbar.com slash FWB and put in the promo code FWB. And uh, now let's talk a little more about Monica Smith. Uh, yeah, I guess just tell me um well, your social security number, address and okay. what scares you the most and then we'll do this thing. You oh, know what great, I mean? Yeah, that's great. how well, yeah. that's how you start every conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, here's what scares me and here's my social security number and my address. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it into this here's thing. Here's
1: my bank account, my yeah. login and yeah. the little picture that shows up to prove it's yeah. me.
0: Do you, you don't have like the word like like an improv reference in any of your logins, do you? I don't. Okay. Do you? No. Yeah, no. I don't have a lot of dignity, but like I have <laughs> that, like I got that? Uh,
1: I have enough going on, I hope, outside of improv, where I don't have to make the entire life improv-based. Yeah.
0: But then you you come back to improv, and you're like, I'll take some validation, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please I'll laugh. come back to this when I'm like, I don't need this anymore. And you're like, oh, I do need this.
1: I do. I do, I do th- love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad for it still.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you... Okay, here's what I know about you. Because we've known, like, we've been running in the same circles mm-hmm. for a while you know probably like through like the improv scene and like UCB i guess specifically yeah more more than not uh but here's what i know about you canadian true and that's your whole personality mm-hmm. like it all revolves around that yeah that's it
1: that's it i'm just like <laughs> you know michael j fox and me
0: yeah and actually my wife oh not you my wife i know you were thinking like what are you saying?
1: So she's a reflection just like like we're all <laughs> the
0: same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're all. No, she's from uh she's from Calgary. Oh, okay. You're on the you're East Coast Toronto. You're, you're Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um the big city. And uh and most recently, uh I took your level 2 improv class. You did. We will get to that. I have some mm-hmm. notes for you. Okay, cool. You cool. know what? You had some notes for me. Mm-hmm. Now I have some notes for you and this is pretty much the ambush?
1: Is I guess this what you do? You just bring people to be like, my turn to yeah, tell Yeah, my you what turn I
0: to think. I just bring exes in here, and I was like, You were right about me. <laughs> it's usually like you were right and I was wrong. No, nothing's changed. Yeah. So uh how's your husband and kids? <laughs> uh, so that's kind of what I know about you, is that so far, but I'm gonna find out the rest. Okay. So you were born in Toronto.
1: Born in Toronto.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. But Toronto's cool, right?
1: I think Toronto's a great city. I think I've
0: been to Toronto once and like Montreal once. I like, w- I, cause I'll, uh, my uh, wife and uh, her family are from, they're from Russia, then Russia to wherever, to Canada, mm-hmm. and then to here. You know, it's like immigrants. Same. We're gonna get into that. We don't like immigrants. Well, I know that's a lot about I'm, what you're, you, but you don't like them. You're self hating. You're just like, I'm in. Everyone else out. That's what you were always saying. That's what I say. say That's what I wear on my shirt. Sure, yeah. Hashtag I'm like, in, everyone I, else out. I got mine. Like yeah. and you're like, so uh I've always always curious about the different provinces and like like Winnipeg is scary? Wait, which one is there's some that are um, scary.
1: I feel like Winnipeg is boring. I don't okay, wanna no. like I never go there, so it's yeah. you just hear about different places like Calgary is freezing cold. I think it's supposed to be the coldest place oh, in is it? Canada.
0: I know it was still, it was daylight at 9.45 at night. And I was like, what is happening yeah. here?
1: Or is it Edmonton? That's real cold. Yeah, Toronto's great. It's a big city. Uh, it's pretty diverse, which is nice. And like, you uh, can take the subway, get across. I used to liken it from like New York and Chicago. That's it has what I've a heard. New York feel, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not as dirty. And it's like Chicago, but doesn't have as pretty architecture.
0: Okay. So it's, you know, you yeah. got Toronto. Plus, they f- film a lot.
1: They film, uh, yeah, they film a lot. And every time I go home, I'm like, oh, the city looks nicer. Like, when I left, I was like, oh, this city.
0: So when when did you leave?
1: I guess it's like 11 or 12 years ago now. Oh, wow. We had like SARS and West Nile, and there was like no work to be had.
0: Yeah. I thought you were saying the band, you know the band Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This band Stars is from Canada. It's okay. kind of like on the indie, whatever. And that's what I thought you were saying. Then you're like, yeah, they had the band Stars and then you had West Nile. And I was like, <laughs> wow. I like, you're just jumping from one thing to another. Okay. So there was Stars and West Nile.
1: Yeah. And shows would shoot in Canada, but they wouldn't cast in Canada. So it was this thing of like the people, like I was in, at part of Second City and I was touring and the people I looked up to as like these amazing hysterical actors and actresses weren't getting ahead. They were maybe in a soap ad. So it's sort of that thing of like you have to leave to to come back, yeah, kind yeah. of. To, now I get I I do more auditions for Canadian shows in L.A. than I ever did in Canada.
0: Is that anything to do with you being from there? Or is that just circumstantial?
1: Uh, I think well, now I have a better resume than I did, but they look for Canadian actors, but they cast here pretty often.
0: Why would they? Why does it? Like, why are they specifically? Is it because it's like, why are they casting for Canadian actors? Canadian actors here to go back. Canadian actors here to go back there specifically. No, Canadian, Canadian, <laughs> Like these, uh, you know, uh, circadian. Yeah. Circadian actors. Uh, um.
1: I don't know. I think it's maybe because we all moved here because there's yeah. just not enough work yeah. up there. Yeah. And uh, I think BC, at least from my knowledge from a few years ago, they used to have a it's good British thing Columbia. about. British Columbia. Yes. Sorry. Not British before Columbia. Christ. No. Not. You know, before Christ, <laughs> that part of Canada. Nothing <laughs> existed.
0: I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. It was what? Trick <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> Why is there even a before? Uh, yeah. It's there just is Christ. Th- yeah. Um. Yeah, they had a good regulation about how many union-wise, how many Canadian actors must be on set, how okay. much Canadian crew. And Toronto didn't used to have that. I think it's changed at this point. I hope it has. But it just made a difference about getting work out there. So, moving here was all of a sudden like I could see all these castings and they would cast here.
0: So, when you were uh so growing up, were like were you always like I want to be an improv teacher? Uh-huh. That always. was it, right? Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. Just
1: like uh, I always loved acting. Yeah. yeah, I was that kid that you know went into the bathroom and then re acted out. I was super shy, so I would do it for nobody. Yeah. But react out whatever. Well, I kind of like saw. some improv shows. Yeah, you <laughs> or stand up.
0: You know what I mean? You'd still do it for nobody sometimes. Uh,
1: yeah, it's for yourself. It yeah. doesn't matter if they're there. Uh, yeah. So I've always, always loved it. And then I think I'm fortunate because we had uh, it's a big Canadian um, like kids in the hall. Uh, Degrassi. Yeah, I never watched Degrassi. Oh, wow. I lived on Degrassi Street, but I never watched
0: it. Was it... Living on Degrassi Street, is that related to the show, or is that just circle? It's just a street and... uh, So it has nothing to do with... Yeah, they didn't get it the name for the show or anything like that? I think they did. I think it's based...
1: Like, I never watched the show. I'm I'm a bad Canadian that way. I've never seen it. I know Drake is in a wheelchair. Like, there's so little I know about Degrassi. It's like living
0: on Seinfeld Street and being like, I never watched Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So when you... So that was always kind of like, you're like, this is what I want to do. And you knew that, like, right away?
1: Uh, yeah, it's always been the thing that I yeah. wanted to do. What would your
0: family think about that?
1: Uh, they were okay with it. My dad acted a little bit when he was uh, younger. And, are, they, um, are they from? No, my mom's an immigrant. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh, from Denmark. And then my dad's family is Irish. And he came yeah. in and then from Montreal.
0: That makes sense looking at you. It's very. Illegal. Yeah, very white. But like past white, yeah. Denmark is like past white.
1: Oh, Denmark is just a bunch of blondes. Do
0: you go to? You, have you been to Denmark? I've never been to Denmark. Oh, I always want to go there. I was the closest. I was in uh, Switzerland last year. Hmm. That was fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've always wanted to go. Same thing. I just have never gotten around to it. Yeah, one day.
0: I'm, here's the thing: is I'm very world traveled. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of like if I just say there's something negative about me is like I'm too. World traveled, I guess.
1: What's the thing you always talk of when you talk about yourself? So, yeah, like, it's, it's the thing like, you always mention.
0: It's like it's something I wish I can change. I wish I could just be a little more like, uh, you know, stationary. Oh, could I but, see less of everything? Yeah, it's just like I'm getting this world view, and mm. uh, all, but that's it's, it's difficult. It's not about me. This is about this is about you. Right. Uh, but were they like, well, you're you're in Toronto, like like Los Angeles or New York, like that's where you have to be. Was there anything like that where you're like, oh, I'm gonna there's a limit to what I could do? Or are you like, I'm going to get out of this town? I
1: think I always said I would move. Yeah. I've been saying it since I was little. And then um, <clears throat> my parents would just like, get an education. As long as you get an education, we don't care what you do. But then I started modeling first. And that they loved. I think the vanity in my family was like, yes, do that. Yeah. Go travel and do that. And
0: what, like, what gets, like, because there's a, a point, um, I wouldn't know this, but when you're not a model, Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden you are that, or at least you're going to that. How did that how did that happen when you were like, I, yeah, I'm going to be a model?
1: Um, I mean, I was I'm, I'm a, I am was a tall kid. Right. And I would get stopped a lot. And then one day I got stopped in a mall with my best friend um, and she gave me a card and was like, you know, you should be a model. And I feel like this happens often.
0: And it's, it's, it's sometimes it's it's like short fat people like me that could get <laughs> a card like that, too. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's not legit. Yeah. But for you, it was...
1: It was legit. And uh, I always say, if people tell you to pay money to be a model, don't do it. Yeah. Because they want you. So if you're yeah. paying for anything, then it's not sure. right. Yeah. So they gave me free classes to do, learn the makeup, and uh, they gave me free photo shoots, and then I was in New York within two weeks.
0: What was your first modeling gig?
1: Um, I think it was a runway show. Yeah, yeah I think the first thing I did. Well, no, I did photo shoots, and then it was runway stuff.
0: And was that – were you like, I'm walking down a runway for real? Is that like a weird thing? It's just something I feel like I see – And like, what's that like? It's more
1: weird because you stand in the, and you know, I'm like a a virginal 15 year old and you're standing there and these men and women are dressing you and putting your shoes on for you. So you kind of just let people touch your body and place clothes on you. And then they put words on a board for how they want you to walk down the runway, like fierce, angry, sexy, like whatever.
0: (laughs) They all sound the same. I know. There would be
1: like these weird things. You're like, okay, And everyone's smoked and I've never smoked. And a lot, of the, a lot of times they'd give you drinks, and I didn't drink. So it would just be like, hey, get relaxed, women. Just I want you to feel your bodies and walk down the runway. And I was like, I don't want to trip in these heels.
0: So did you, did you smoke or drink at 15?
1: No. I mean, I drank.
0: Of course. Yeah. Lame. Because you did
1: going, to, You're like in New York going to a bar, and I never got carded. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a drink. And I didn't know you had to mix drinks. I remember thinking like, oh, you just drink vodka out of a glass.
0: That's and that that's when it all starts going downhill for <laughs> you. When you like I just drink it out of the bottle. It's already right? in the bottle. Why do I need to put it in a glass?
1: I have a Mickey. That's all I need. Yeah, and it's I'm all I need.
0: Yeah. Uh so you start off modeling at mm-hmm. 15? 15. Cuz by 16 and a half you're done, right? Oh yeah. You're washed you're up. Old. You're old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so what was your modeling career?
1: Um it was all runway yeah. uh, and some I'm not saying it's stuff. over.
0: I'm saying what was, I, I'm not indicating that it's I don't under- know the life cycle of modeling. You know what I mean? I yeah. guess you're always modeling, right?
1: Well, when I was like 15, I looked older. So then they, were, they used to tell me, you can't do these magazines because you look too old. And then it would be like two years later, they're like, oh, you're too young for these things. Like, yeah. it's just whatever image is in. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, and you live in New York. Like, I lived in model apartments. so It was just me and a bunch of girls. So you're
0: like on Models Inc. Like, was that, remember that I was remember a show? That show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. So it was like that. How? Bit. What's it like living with other models?
1: Um, I think I the first time I lucked out because it was older models and they felt protective of me yeah. and they both took me to different like one like they saved me in uncomfortable model situations, which was nice. And like one would be like, I got you tickets for this amusement park and the other one's like, I got you alcohol, let's go to these clubs and bars. So I would see this lifestyle that was very different from like And I your family did.
0: was just like, This is awesome.
1: Yeah, my mom like yeah. My parents bought me when, when I was going to New York, they tell you to, like, buy, like, nude underwear and black underwear and stuff like that so you're set up. And I went with my mom and we had to buy thongs. And I was like, I don't want a thong. And I went with a Snoopy thong because I was still so young. Yeah. Like, I was, I don't know, 15. I was yeah. just like, I don't want to own these things. My parents were excited. They, I think they liked the idea of me doing that.
0: And is, there's a lot of money in this, I'm guessing? Or? Yeah,
1: but you end up, you pay for your, I mean, I did all right. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But you pay for your your living situation, and then I would fly, so I'd pay for those flights and such.
0: So you were, what was, how did school fit in?
1: Um, I would go to school when I could. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a pretty. Uh, I was a smart kid, so yeah. uh, we it was used easier to kind of like, yeah, okay. I didn't tell anyone I was a model because I didn't want people to know. Uh, so I would go to school and, like, just be like, oh, I was at my grandmother's, or, like, try and lie yeah. and not let people know until I think of either a magazine came out or a friend said something, and then it got out. But that I, I lasted a pretty good amount of time without anyone knowing, which I liked.
0: And how did they treat you once they found oh, out? Oh,
1: women. They hated me. Yeah. Yeah, girls all hated me. Yeah. And it would, I, like, never wore makeup, and I was an athlete and in the band. But, yeah, it's, you know... So were you doing things
0: to... Do you think you were also doing things to kind of offset, like, like I'm modeling, but I'm also going to be like, I'm an, a- I'm an athlete or, you know, I'm interested in acting, like to kind of like combat that. So I'm like, I don't want to be just thought of as like a model to kind of fight back against it.
1: It was a little, cause everyone thought models were dumb and yeah. it, that was really frustrating that people would treat you like you're an idiot and talk to you in a certain manner and I hated that. I was also a sick kid, so I feel like my time, if I wasn't modeling and stuff, I did spend a lot of time not feeling well. Is that, so that was a big part of...
0: Is that just like, uh, generally, you just got sick? I or? have
1: autoimmune disease, so I've been sick since I was little. So I just get sick a lot and okay. often. So yeah, as a kid, that would happen. So whenever... It was like, those were the two. I'd either be like, in New York, doing these shows and doing all this, or I'd be home in the band track and then sick from something and home for a week or two.
0: So you always had... There was never like nothing like there was never just a void of like nothing ha- it's either you're like modeling or you have like you, like maybe an intense sickness or you're like pole vaulting or whatever it is that you're doing hurdles but hurdles yeah. yeah i did yeah. hurdles did back you? then yeah. Yeah, yeah i wasn't very good at that
1: yeah i was all yeah i've been sick since i was little uh so it that's always been a part of my life and then i'd do these really exciting crazy things and try to be healthy as i did them and then come home and then my body would be like done and exhausted
0: and then you just like just be like, smoke another cigarette and drink the vodka, and yeah, you're just never like... Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, has being sick, has that, has that worked itself out?
1: Uh, I've, it's autoimmune disease, so I'll forever just yeah. not be this, the healthiest person, but I'm fine. And I'm much healthier now, because once they figure it out, then they can treat it properly. But as a kid, you get like... You know, and I had free healthcare, thankfully, but you get diagnosed with different things until they figure it out. So that took some time. And then once we know what it was, it was like, okay, we can move forward.
0: All right, so you're – now, does modeling ever – the modeling career ever, like, end and you switch gears, or, like, what what happens with that?
1: I got really – I started to – I started studying at Second City, and I hated the way people treated me in the modeling industry because, one, it is – you know, this wine scene stuff is coming out. Modeling world is another level of that. Sure. Um and I hated that and I hated how people just assumed you're dumb and you know, conversation wasn't something people And this is all you could do
0: it. and like you have like one function and then mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. It
1: was just your body, yeah. it, you know, no no need to say anything. So that got really tiresome. So I wanted to do more. And when I found Second City, I loved loved improv. And,
0: and so. second city in uh because it's uh there's also a touring company you're in a touring company mm-hmm. there. Uh how how does a second city from like, you know, Chicago the lineage just briefly Go from Chicago to Toronto.
1: Damn. Uh, well, I mean, Andrea Alexander, who owns Second City, is Canadian. Uh, I think he opened, I think he opened the Chicago one first. I'm not sure, actually. Okay. But uh, the Canadian one had the SCTV crew. So it was right. like John Candy, Catherine yeah. O'Hara, Eugene Levy. So it was this like John Favreau. Um, and Gilda Radner came up. So, and Martin Short. So it was like this mecca of amazing comedy. So I think it has a really good history in Canada. And they had like this famous building that no longer exists. So I think just everybody in Toronto knew about it, and then kids in the hall. So, like, I think Toronto had a good little comedy mecca.
0: And it had what made like what what was the thing that made you go there for the first time? Or
1: uh, SCTV played every day on City TV mm-hmm. at one p.m. And when I was sick a lot, I could watch every episode of SCTV all the time. So I think I loved loved that comedy, and needed it. I'm a, I was like a funny kid, so I needed like, to get that out somehow. So when I found out about those classes, it was, like...
0: And how did they take you? Like, you know, coming from, like, the modeling world?
1: I was the only woman in most of my classes. It was... you know, I don't know. There's so many levels of sexism that happens. I think that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, Did you feel like
0: you had to... And, you know, I know that's... I mean, everyone's... Everyone's putting themselves out there, you know, and putting their best self out there. But did you feel like you're, like, I need to do twice... As good as my male counterparts, just to be on the same level, like as as far as being taken seriously.
1: It felt like it. Like I had to. I started wearing baggy clothes and hoodies and trying to dress down because people, teachers, used to make remarks of like, you'd walk on stage and we're gonna we're gonna look at your body. We're not gonna hear you. So I'd have to prove that I was funny before I'd get a laugh. Because like I remember a teacher being like, oh, the women will hate you and the men will just check you out. And I was like, that's such a dickish thing to say to a student.
0: And a guy can just wear like (laughs) whatever. It's like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's like the like you don't even have to think about what they're wearing, and, and not to say that it makes them funny or whatever, but just guys are just.
1: Yeah, I had to win. I felt like I had to win a room over. I always felt like I had to sort of get the audience to like me, be funny, and be like, "See, I'm funny too. Cool. Now I'll just continue the show." That's and how it felt, at least.
0: So what? How does spending time at Second City and being invested in that affect? The modeling or whatever else was going on, because seemed to I, get a like, lot going on. I
1: kept trying to quit modeling. I've, they I've kept sucking me back so in many times. Yeah, I have quit it a lot of times because I just, I didn't enjoy the objective just being objectified, yeah. and that's it. That kind of really got to me. And maybe I should look back and be like, oh, that you can become an actor through modeling now in a way that I don't think you could when I was a teen at, at least. Especially
0: the internet was maybe a little more prevalent or you yeah. get more exposure, there's more opportunities.
1: Yeah, and because I, was, I liked being seen as funny, I was like, oh, this is what I'm good at, so I'd rather be seen this way. So I kept quitting modeling, and then I'd go to school and then do improv, and then I'd do another modeling job. So I kept going back and forth between it all. And at the same time, I was sick a lot. So, I like, yeah, it was whatever I could do at the time. And then I hit my peak and was like, I'm not going to get any work in Toronto and I left Peak
0: in modeling uh, in or acting. In, okay. like
1: I got onto Torco, which was great, but there were so few roles already for women and like there were no auditions happening and it was just like there's nothing that's gonna come from this. So, so you
0: kind of hit like your it was like maximum you know yeah like, you know, the, the apex of where you can go with and how long were you at, at that at second city before you were like I'm coming to not long.
1: The conservatory program is two years yeah. so I did that. I got on the tourco before I finished the conservatory program. And then I did that for a little, where I toured with like schools, like they have different levels of Torco. I don't remember the colors or codes. And I would do like the kids ones, and like do kid shows in high schools and stuff. And it paid, I think, sixty bucks a show.
0: How many shows would you get in like during a tour? I think
1: after seventy, not a tour. So you would just go do a oh, show, okay. come back. Like it's a called Torco, but okay. like
0: yeah, like a, yeah, like a remote. Type shit like you know doing yeah. remotes or whatever they are. You or- drive
1: and do one school a day, or maybe do three schools in Sarnia and then drive back, or whatever it was. So it wasn't like we were like there were different tiers of the of the tour co. I was the tier that did that level of stuff, so it wasn't crazy. And was the money
0: like was were you ever you know sure, maybe you made more modeling? I'm guessing was it ever, money ever like an issue with any of this? What was going on? Uh, was Enough.
1: Yeah, money was always I paid my way yeah. myself my whole life so okay. yeah I paid my own university all that yeah. no help from anyone so definitely needed the money that's yeah so that's why also I think I would be like all right I'll do this modeling job because I can make some money and pay off school because you know university is expensive
0: yeah. yeah so at when do you so this is you decide to move to Los Angeles 12 years ago is that I guess so yeah around there around there I think yeah. my
1: mom will probably correct me and tell me
0: yeah, well she's listening. Yeah. She's right actually now. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so when you came to uh Los Angeles, had you mm-hmm. did you come out and check it out and scope it out and be like what's the deal? No. Yeah.
1: I was choosing between because I'd lived in New York through modeling back and forth. So I liked the city, but I didn't see it as an acting city at least from my vantage point at the time. So I was choosing between London and LA because I heard London had great theater and clowning schools, and then I knew LA was to get into movies, which is what I was wanted. So I drove out here. And then uh, worked for cash jobs like doing transcription for like Playboy stuff. I Transcribed all those Playboy TV shows, and then I booked like a uh, pitch. Um, I would clean up scripts, so I think I got my first visa doing that.
0: Okay, and then that's how you're able to stay and work mm-hmm. and stuff like that through because that was probably somewhat of an issue, right? Being oh like, oh my god, I, yeah, you know, I need to, I need to. Legally work here.
1: Legally work here. Yeah, Yeah. because you have to cross the border. You can't stay in America. I think it's more than six months at a time. And you can't just runway yourself
0: through those those border things. They just, you know what I mean? Maybe it'll work sometimes, but, you know.
1: Oh, no, even when I modeled, they used to go through everything in my suitcase to see if they could catch me that I was trying to work in America. Because I didn't always, like, do a job with the proper paperwork at the time. Sometimes they would just fly you in, do a job, we'll pay you, whatever. So then I'd be at the border, and they'd quiz me, and I'd be like, "I'm staying at my aunt Sharon. Yeah, she lies. lives on
0: Seinfeld Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see. Uh, so you're here in Los Angeles, and then you're like, now you're taking cash jobs and whatever. What are your like goals? Like, what are you looking to do?
1: Well, you know, movies, TV, like that's what I yeah. wanted, and then it just worked out that I, uh, I got like a pitch, like cleaning up scripts so the writing stuff, kind of helped me there. And then I was like, oh, well, let's try Second City. And at the time, I went to Second City, and I was like, hey, I toured, and I'd love to be a part of this. And the person who was running it at the time was like, you can take classes of mine if you want. And that was it. I oh, was like,
0: you thought you were going to walk right in there. I did. I, yeah. You know and I, you, probably should, you know what I mean? Like,
1: I, It was not, a little humbling, and maybe I deserved it. And I was also super young.
0: Was it warranted? Were they right in retrospect?
1: Well, no, because as soon as the next AD came, he was wonderful and was like, teach, perform, yeah. come here. But that dude was like, I don't, yeah, Is this no. when
0: Second City was uh down melrose mm-hmm. okay i remember i took like one random class with a teacher there um when i was kind of uh getting into improv but you know obviously now it's in um hollywood boulevard yeah the uh great stage it's one of my favorite stages it's a
1: nice stage
0: yeah out of all of them, i was like i always i've done a bunch of shows random shows with you know people we probably know in common and mm-hmm. i just i was just like yeah i love i love that stage um so you then you're your uh, did you take a lot of classes at Second City? I didn't take
1: any in LA because oh. I'd already I'd spent two years in the conservatory program and like worked for them, so it felt and like I did corporate jobs and yeah. gigs with them, so it felt really weird to be put like at a different set, like being told that like no, you're not good enough, and it didn't come across like it was warranted perhaps, and yeah. I don't think it was. So then I went to UCB and UCB had just started I think a year before or that year, and I started. Uh, That's
0: probably like 2006. I five, think so. I think they
1: were out like. Their 10-year anniversary, like, three years, a few years ago. Yeah.
0: I feel like 2005 was the first, you know. I think I first took a in 2007.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no
0: warranty coverage at all, listen up.
1: And I started doing like character bits. I wasn't doing improv at all. I did
0: two garage comedies, one that did really well, and then did another one, and just people hated it. (laughs) Hated it. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this weird comedy. And I did did it at like a, 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 I don't know, it was either a not too shabby type show at UCB, and I was like, oh, this went really well here. Did it there, and they were just not digging it. Yeah, I remember garage comedy.
1: I always remember Charlene Yee went on stage once, and this is before she became like yeah. the famous charlene Yee, and just had a baseball that she put eyes on and talked and bombed yeah and it was like oh fuck this is a hard audience yeah because like really funny people were bombing but that's how we all i think found our voices a bit
0: yeah just yeah. kind of like seeing and sometimes yeah, you have to go out there and just like put it out there
1: yeah just try it because i would try different character bits and then from there people there were like oh you should go to ucb so then i started uh i went into ucb and like
0: you um, took, did you take classes?
1: I took, like, I took the two, three, and four. Yeah. Um. They let me, like, skip a class, and then I think after four I got on a Herald team.
0: Yeah. And that was before the Harold team, like, you know, it was, like, I don't know what it is now. I only do, I do audition, like, once or twice, but it's, like, you know, it's, like, 25,000 people audition for one spot or so. <laughs> whatever it is. It's
1: a lot. Even then, I remember yeah. signing up was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And it was very nerve-wracking, yeah. and they didn't have a lot of teams. And it was, you know, two women to six dudes. Yeah. So the spots weren't, there weren't yeah. a lot of spots. I had a
0: lot of, like. I mean, I love I mean, I had all great teachers there. Yeah. I took, like, sketch classes with, like, Matt Besser. Like, he had, like, a secret class, and it was mm-hmm. great. And I had Walsh, and Roberts, and then, like, Billy Merritt, and uh, Seth Morris. Like, really, like. Daniel Schneider, I had really good people. I was like, really stoked.
1: Oh, yeah. I had uh, Owen Burke was amazing. Yeah. Brian Husky. Yeah, I had him. Yeah. Sean Connery taught me sketch, and I loved it. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Ian um, Ian changed my career. But Besser, uh, Walsh, like all of them did specialty classes, yeah. improv ones, where it was like I cried in one of Walsh's, I remember. <laughs> oh, <it> was, I,
0: <laughs> I was in Matt Besser's, was in it was literally the, out of all the hardest class I've ever took. My stomach is constantly tight. And you're just – because you can't – he's like, what do you think? You know, it's like pitching these sketches. And it was – you guys from, like, The Birthday Boys and, like, all those kind of people. And it was just, like, a very intense, like, experience. Yeah. Just, like, you had to, like, honestly, you're, like, just always, like, aware what's going on. Because you never know who's going to turn to you. He's like, no, that's not funny. What do you think? Mm -hmm. How would you change that joke? And I'm like, uh. And somebody's like, yeah, he yells at you the least, so he seems to like you. Like, that way – but he wasn't – you know what I mean? Matt Bester's, like, not – Seems like he's a cool dude. Yeah. You know, I've had him on a po- uh, one of my other podcasts and uh, obviously super talented and stuff like that. But yeah, those classes are hard.
1: They're class. But I, yeah, I love them. I'm, they're all great at what they do in their own specific way. Yeah. yeah so Besser's hard in one way. Walsh yeah. is in another. So how did
0: you say Ian Roberts change your career? Yeah, I
1: think Ian did because I, I was doing Herald's and then I was on a mod team and then I hosted a show. So like I was always at the theater, always there. And, and you were
0: Second City where you were, were you ancillary? I started
1: Lisa? teaching and just having a show there. Okay. So but pretty much like I would say like four nights of my week was U C B. And then um Ian was like uh he recommended me to Principato and when I went in for the meeting, Peter was like, He's recommended three people in twenty years and you're one of them. And that was no like, pressure. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it was like, Okay, and he's like, We're gonna test you out, we're gonna put you on a Pepsi ad and let's see how you do and I was extra background and it was uh oh god damn it, from arrested development. Um it was all funny people. It was like yeah. Owen Burke, uh, Will, Arnett, Arnett, uh, Andy Daly, Rob Hubel, yeah. all these guys. No pressure. No pressure. And then me as an extra. And uh, so they're shooting. And, you know, they were nice, but they What are they trying to test
0: separate. you? What are they trying to get out of you from being an extra?
1: Well, pr- uh, Peter was getting me like a SAG. Okay. Like uh, what is it called? Voucher, whatever. The voucher. Yeah. And he was also like, let's just see how you do. So then I was sitting next to Rob for one of the bits. And the camera turns to him, and I was, I just like was like, I have to take a fucking chance. Yeah. And so I said something funny and Mm -hmm. very blue. Yeah. And cameramen put their cameras down. Everyone started cheering, and they all walked up to Rob, and we're like, that's the best line of the day. And Rob was like, Monica said it. And it changed the whole room, changed the way they spoke to Uh, me. I was uh, then invited to their table for lunch. Yeah. And Peter signed me after that. And that's cool
0: that Rob, that Rob, uh, didn't take credit for he
1: could he could have been a dick, but he was. He's yeah. always been a nice guy. I, just I did a sketch with
0: him. With him. I did a sketch gram with him at. Uh, I did a sketch with him at UCB. It was amazing. Yeah, he's uh, super. Just funny. like doing it, like, I was like, oh my god, I'm doing a sketch. This is a surreal. I was like, this is one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, and uh, so that's a very cool story.
1: I I just worked with him on his show. Want to see a dead body? I, you know, too. I saw
0: that. Now I want to ask you about that. This is kind of I'm jumping a little bit. Uh, was um, I feel like uh uh, did you work with a guy named um? MacLeve, is that name? Or, he, there's a picture of you with somebody that looks like somebody that that I'm working on stuff with. Okay. You posted a picture on Facebook. Oh, of you from, it, who is that with? It, uh,
1: uh, it is right because he's from. Um, he was the one with the nipples uh, in Adam Sandler wedding singer.
0: Yeah, he's plays the. Uh, yeah. He plays, um, uh, Golia. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's MacLeve. Yeah. Yes. I've Sorry, done two his movies. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing. I did a movie with him. That's actually going to slam dance, I found oh, out. Goodness. Um and then I'm doing a movie with him right now that we're currently filming. Um when I saw that picture, I was like, That's him but then I was like, Am I, I- I'm a huge fan of his, so maybe I'm always just seeing him in every picture. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that, uh separately. No, that was but him. he's he's a, such a cool guy. Such
1: a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, like Offset, when we are just sitting around talking, wonderful, human. Yeah. And then, yeah, Onset, just such a great yes-ander. And, like, yeah. you know, we were just sort of bouncing off of each other. Man, he was great. Yeah. And Wedding Singer was one of my favorite movies.
0: It, yeah, I watched it again recently before I worked with him, like, just coincidentally. And I was like, this is so good. His character is so. It's great. You know, I was like, you know what? I was like, no, he is, like, you. he has the money and the confidence and the stuff, Julia. Why don't you just go with him? Adam Sandler's character doesn't have a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is who who, who says who's the good guy and the bad guy?
1: Gross, he's an artist. That means yeah, mean he won't ew. make money. No, exactly. Yeah.
0: God. Security girl? Yeah, think right. Right.
1: Meatballs in your hand, you can not
0: live off of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I know from piano lessons. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so you're now uh principato, mm-hmm. which is good. It was great. I just hip pocketed for them for a bit. I was and I'm only doing some stuff through Yahoo through them. But whatever. It was great experience, but uh, short-lived. But So wh- where did that take you?
1: I uh, think me the auditions. And then, yeah. you know, so I, I was booking here and there jobs. Yeah. And then um, from- Like TV or- Yeah, like guest star little yeah. parts. Yeah. Or no, I think my first big thing was I did two seasons of Disaster Date. So I did a lot. I've done so many pranking shows. So yeah. I've done a lot of pranking, which is sort of improv-based.
0: I've auditioned for a, yeah, a lot of those. Yeah. Yep. So
1: There's... I did a lot of that um, over the years- Um, so they got me that kind of opportunity and Jason Goldberg was great with that. So I was like working. And then, um, I started because of mod, I was writing so much and I used to do like musical mod stuff that they were like, you should think about writing and And uh,
0: for people, the mod teams were the sketch based teams Mm -hmm. compared to the Harold teams, which is the improv based teams. Yes. Not everyone knows what a mod team is,
1: but everyone knows Harold and mod.
0: Yeah. No, nobody, nobody knows what any of those things are. Is that your password? Is it mod team, girl? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was once on a team. Team, yeah. Remember? Um, Number
1: five. Uh, yeah.
0: So uh, you're working, and then where are you, like, uh, where do I go next? Like, what do I do? Because it's always, like, a thing. Like, what do I do next? Or what else do I want to do? Or what's then my next move?
1: Yeah, it's hard, because you can only do so much. You've, you can only be cast. Like, you can't choose... Like, hey, hire me. Like it's, so that was tough, and getting in the rooms was tough. So then, because of mod, I was writing, so they were like, start writing your own stuff. So um, at the time, Funny or Die was big, so I would write sketches for them to make, or uh, I don't think they made many. And then Yahoo, I sold uh, a couple series, like web series stuff, yeah.
0: too. Yeah, did a lot of Yahoo sketchy. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: Yahoo sketchy. So they, that was great. That kind of helped, because I- Was that I've through pitched, Principato uh, at all? Yeah, they got that me That same year, yeah, I did yeah. some stuff.
0: Uh, I wrote one that College Humor produced for them, and then I was in a bunch.
1: It made such a difference because I was writing them. I was the lead. I edited. So then, one, I learned that whole business side of it, which was crazy, and I didn't realize. And then I think it was helpful to like work off of something you were pitching. So that's when I sort of quit all sketch stuff and was like, let's focus writing to actually making money.
0: So you, were you not performing as much?
1: I just quit the sketch. I kept all my improv. So I've always been on like a bunch of teams. Yeah. So performing a few times a week because I just love it. But, uh yeah, it also makes – you make no money. No, like I it's, know. It's such a – Well, a teaching
0: you make a little. It's
1: teaching you make a little. Yeah. I but remember even, I was – yeah.
0: I was coaching two teams at I.O. And I was like, it's so – it's like you can't say no to the money, but it is uh, a huge output. Yeah, you know.
1: Oh, I remember I was on I had I did a season of this TBS prank show and Matt Besser was a guest and he was brilliant about breaking down the comedy for yeah. what we wanted that episode and he was like, "So you still coaching?" And at the time I was on a TV show coaching nine teams and still teaching a class and yeah. I was like, "Yep, cuz I need to survive out here." Yeah. Like, yeah, it's business. It's
0: yeah. Hard. It's very hard. It's a lot of it's a lot of output for you know what I mean like but you can't say no to it, and you want to keep all those teams. You want to keep, you know, and you care about the team. You're mm-hmm. just like you want to make sure they're doing well, and you got to deal with different personalities sometimes. Yeah, you know, some like delicate, uh, some not delicate, some delicate. You know, different different people, different. Uh, it's what makes it exciting, and yeah. you, you got to be the kind of uh, kind of neutral but firm, and also give you. Keep, you got to keep giving.
1: Yeah, it is work. Like I think if you're if you're really good at it, like you're emotionally invested, you care about each person, so each person you're giving private personal notes to for them as a team to grow or you're creating a form with them or like yeah, I, I you can get really invested into those
0: now, teams. In you know when you're, you're you're very kind of very involved in the in the comedy scene in Los Angeles and the improv scene how like and we talked about how you know modeling was like, you know, it was just, you, some objectification Mm -hmm. did that kind of through, but was the comedy scene less of that? I mean, I just, you know, obviously, you know, the climate right now and kind of always been, it's, you know, it's to be uh, a female in this, it turns out, you know what I mean? Like some people are shitty, I guess is my bottom line. Um, uh, Shitty beyond just being like uh, rude or a dick or like, you know, aloof, like actively shitty. Was that something you, encountered or you saw it like what was that like without you don't get too much detail i don't want like yeah
1: oh you don't
0: don't name don't know no no snitch you don't have to (laughs) snitch on (laughs) here no you don't have to snitch uh Uh, uh, i'm not a snitch podcast i'm just it's just an obvious thing to kind of discuss considering you've been in the comedy scene for so long and you're so prevalent in it that you know you'd have something to say one way or the other
1: i think it's uh unfortunately at least my experience yeah. of it is it's constant yeah i had coaches i did, i remember doing a trampoline scene on stage for Harold night and a coach was like you shouldn't jump on stage and i was like what do you mean we were in the action was object work and he was like everyone's just staring at your tits bouncing and i would wear baggy shirts and like, yeah thing. I, I would I not say not... you're somebody who's like
0: walking around like in I a don't. you know prom dress or anything like that or yeah you know... <laughs>
1: And yeah. that's, like, a coach that you're paying to get a note from, and he's just telling me that my Weird. tits are too distracting. And chances are you probably funny. had, like, a
0: pretty – like, your coach was probably pretty up there in the – without, you know – Listen, it's not a snitch podcast. <laughs> but if I had to guess your level of where you are at and who you could have had as a coach, it's probably on the upper-ish echelons of coaching-ish. Yeah. I yeah. think
1: it's unfortunate. Yeah. But also being, you know – Yeah, men are – uh, uh, yeah. It's always, there's always yeah. someone reminding me of what I look like or what I could sure. be doing or date yeah. me and I'll get you this and you can be on this show. And it's constant. And then when I teach, it used to be, I had students be like, can you smile more? Like I taught at Second City while I was on Harold teams. And I'm like bleach, bleach, blonde hair yeah. in my 20s. Like I'm young. I'm like. So I maybe people don't like being taught by someone younger than them, but men used to be dicks. They would ask me out in front of an entire class. They would like, "Oh, do you sure you know comedy?" And I was like, "I'm your teacher. That you're paying to learn from, yeah. but because of how I look, you're going to ignore my notes right now." So that shit happened all the time. It yeah. happens way less now cuz I think one, I think people kind of know who I am a little bit more in the community. Sure. But yeah, it happened all the time.
0: But if it's not happening to you, it- it's happening to somebody else, probably somewhere. Yes. You know, and the people are, you know, there's also people that are just, yeah, they're insecure. Uh, I mean, my thing is with, you know, uh, I'm very specific about who coaches me with improv. It's nothing to do with age or uh, gender or anything like that. But it's like, I, I prefer to be coached by someone who's very experienced, to who at least have as much experience as I have.
1: That's how I feel. I would like, I don't want to be coached by, st- and that sounded dickish, but yeah, I want someone who's been doing it longer than me
0: that's you know and i've been doing it like since 2004 and then you know started io in 2006 i'll even say 2006 around there even though you know i'll agree that like people that are on the that are kind of uh, on the outside looking in that don't have to be on stage like making all those moves and they have the the uh the point of view of being able to kind of be one step ahead is always great somebody could be only doing it for five years and still be like hey listen you know you keep turning your back to the audience, whatever. You, mm-hmm. There's people that could give valuable things and I'm not discounting that and there's people that have been doing it for longer that probably wouldn't give as good notes as somebody's been doing it for less time but it's just my rule that like I want, if I'm paying somebody, be doing it at least somewhat as long as I've been doing it.
1: I kind of agree. I don't want to like say that Malcolm Gladwell thing of 10,000 mm. 10, hours is like yeah. 100% truthful but I do think there's something to it where you want to be taught. I also like someone who's trained at other theaters. Yeah. I, th- I I think UCB is amazing. I think Second City is amazing. Like, all these schools are great. But you have to learn from all of them. I think the best players I've ever seen are people that learned from different places.
0: Oh, me too. There's, that's why everyone, you know, I remember back – this is kind of going off. But, you know, back in, like, the kind of the – I felt it was, like, a very IOUCB thing for it was. a bit. But most of those people did both. But then other people were – like. then I think it was people that were newer had a thing where it was, like, a gang mentality. Ugh. That – is bad, and this is good, or this is bad, and that is good. And I was like, I feel like the people that I like, I've seen at both places, and I'm just seeing... And, you know, maybe you switch a... You know, if you do a Harold at UCB, is going to be maybe a little different than you do one at I.O. But after a while, it's just is what it is. Um, I just felt like there was a lot of that back then. I was very anti... Uh, what's the word? Kind of not antisocial, but I didn't like hang out at the bar. I didn't like go to a ton of parties. Yeah, you know, I went to like UCB's New Year's Eve party a couple times and stuff like that. So I was never like really very involved in that because I started doing improv when I was like thirty. So I was already like old when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, why, but I just never got involved in that you know, so I don't know, yeah. so which is the best, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, I think people are constantly fighting on what, what theater is okay and what's not, and who performs where, and there's so much judgment, it sucks. It's like it
0: politics like, now, a little bit.
1: It was a little bit, when yeah. it's like, you know, the UCB dudes, they didn't start UCB from nothing, they were yeah. training and yeah. meeting at IO, and some at like, I think Horatio Second City, like some of them are different places, yeah. It's like,
0: yeah. So let's, okay, so now you're, let's, I just want to just kind of, we need the whole timeline of okay. you you know what I mean We yeah. need to get the whole story okay. um so you're you're Prince of Potter you're doing stuff with uh, you're not doing as much sketch you're still doing improv you're mm-hmm. doing Funny or Die then what
1: uh I wrote like the web series and that sold and that helped me and so I was pitching like pilot stuff I would write which was helpful and then um booking shows and that's it I feel like yeah just teaching. succeeding in
0: what you came here to do
1: well, like guest starring I mean yeah. it's a tough it's a tough business because you can work somewhat consistently. And then and not s- work. Yeah. If- or I've been like, I've booked, I, I think it's 11 pilots. and Only one's been picked up. Yeah. So it's this weird thing where like pilot season people get real excited. And I'm like, it's exciting, but just remember. Don't post it on Facebook. Don't. Yeah. Whatever people write, booked don't, it. Oh, I'm, no. I hate, uh,
0: and the, trust me, there's been times where I've wanted to like, I've been so excited. And I was like, no, because what if, and even if it does like, oh, yeah, we're filming it. Maybe it doesn't, you know, get picked up. You know, And what if it gets – then maybe it gets picked up. Okay, great. Maybe you can say then at that point mm-hmm. when it airs. But then after that, you know, or a commercial doesn't uh, – you know, you book a commercial, you film it, it doesn't air. You just get that whatever fee for the day or yeah. something. And it's a it's a bummer. You don't know until it's actually happening.
1: It is weird. Like I bumped into a friend uh, last week, and we were like, hey, we did that pilot for CBS together like seven years ago that nothing happened with yeah. that I've never seen the tape of. Like that kind of shit for your like But you
0: think like this could be – the beginning of, like, the new beginning of it.
1: Yeah, I think I've learned at a young age, because modeling is very much like you walk in and you think you have the job, and then they just stare at you and you're like, you're not pretty enough, or your teeth are this, or your eyes are that. Like, I've learned to not get excited for something until it's written, you've signed the papers, it's done. Especially after all those pilots, because yeah. you would get excited and be like, finally, I'm here in L.A., I can do this shit, and then be like, oh, didn't get picked up? Cool, I'll go back to keep teaching and coaching until that yeah.
0: next... Yeah, you always got... People like me that'll pay you to tell me how good or bad I am at oh, this. Cool. Yeah, it's always good. you always good yeah. to fall back on. Great. So uh, now you've uh, now you're well, you're working, you're teaching and performing at Nerdist as mm-hmm. well. In addition to all the other stuff you're doing. Yeah, um, you're not teaching any modeling classes here. No, I no keep modeling. checking. I know. Keep checking. You know what I mean? Like I uh, you I be. S- you know what though? I feel like. Uh, It'd be a social experiment. I bet you if you did, though, you would probably get people to sign up because Los Angeles is weird. Not that you'd want them to, and not that you'd have any. I don't know what you would say. But I feel like like I've seen weirder in Los Angeles. Yeah, I
1: wonder. I mean, for years, I never spoke about it. Like, people didn't know that I modeled. I kept that shit so quiet because as soon as you tell a comedian— that they just don't see you as funny anymore.
0: It's like the antithesis of comedy for some reason.
1: Yeah, cuz it's like you can't you can't be, I don't know.
0: I, you know I've heard you've heard like, you know, maybe listen to other podcast comedians, but it's like if you're a comedian, you have to be com- born from dysfunction and you have to be like this kind of outsider or you don't have the looks or athletic ability or or that kind of confidence so you go to comedy and it's not fair that like a hot guy or a hot girl can both be funny and have the looks and have like a somewhat of a normal, um, you know, childhood and upbringing. Like, it's not yeah. fair. I just
1: watched this interview show and this Canadian guy interviews comedians and he interviewed, um, Jane Lynch and then, um, fuck the lead from The Office, John Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. And Steve Carell, he's your
0: sec- second city guy.
1: He talks about how attractive yeah, people aren't yeah, funny, yeah. and he does a whole rant on how, like, you can't be funny if you're attractive, and he's like, you shouldn't be thinking about your body and working out, and it's just like, come on,
0: Wait, man. Wait, Steve Carell said that?
1: Steve Carell did in this show.
0: How long ago was that?
1: It's new. It's Comedians. What did I watch on Netflix?
0: I don't know, but here's like Steve Carell, like, has really uh, upped his look game oh, when yeah. he's been in Hollywood. Like, his hair is more... Uh, he's,
1: he's slimmed down. He's slimmed it's, down.
0: Yeah. He's, you know, probably whatever. So that's a little, I mean, if he'd let himself go, I'd be like, okay, hey, listen, you're living it and you're saying it, but you can't have it both ways.
1: Yeah, I just didn't appreciate that because it's like, it's still that stereotype of, oh, the only, you know, just because someone's, also just because someone's attractive doesn't mean they don't have a basis for finding comedy if we're all coming from dark past sure. or whatever that is. And
0: attractive people have dark thoughts and have screwed up childhoods and Mm -hmm. you know like the most successful people that have it all give it all up they kill themselves whatever the case may be and then there's people that seem like oh wow you don't seem to have anything It's like I'm happy so it's like a very uh it's really hard to kind of gauge like what is like successful and who's happy it's not based on the things like oh if I had all those things I'd be happy some people have all those things that are not happy yeah and I was like how could you be happy you don't have all these things And he's like I'm just happy with what I have
1: I've just found the flow and ease in life. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're 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 at Nerdist, and then I signed up for your level two class.
1: You did, and then we hadn't seen each other in years. Yeah, Yeah. and what I yeah I
0: took took I got kind of burnt out from like you know twelve plus years of improv, and then I you know I O and then I took a year off of like pretty much everything, and I was like I'm in uh, I don't really leave the house that much. I'm gonna force myself to, uh," and I didn't want to take improv with anywhere else. I've taken it or I was going to run into anyone I knew. I was mm-hmm. just very, like, doing it just to kind of, like, kind of on the down low. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I heard, you know, a lot of people that I knew from UCB or I.O. And they're like, yeah, nervous is great. So I took, um, uh, yeah, so I guess I started, uh, started taking, well, I took Rebecca's class mm-hmm. um, because I knew of her. And, I you know, through I.O. and stuff like that. But she's very doing it for a very long time. And then you were teaching level two. And I was like, yeah, and I, was like, I knew you were doing it for a very long time. I think uh,
1: people get tired of improv mm-hmm. and either they quit or, like, you get burnt out. And I found the thing I have to find something new to focus on. Yeah. Like, what can I – or I'd start a new form or I'd play with new people. Like, I keep trying to work a different muscle because it does get tiring. And you do get burnt out of the same suggestions or the same relationship scenes. Yeah. So you just have to keep finding a new thing to attach yourself and find the joy of in it.
0: Yeah. No? But I thought your class was great. Mm-hmm. And I've told people that. It was very, very clear. Um, and I'm very – you know what I mean? I'm, like, super particular because I've been doing it for so long. And I've had so many teachers, and I've you know, been performing for – you know what I mean? Like, maybe not as long as you, but a long enough time to where I'm, like, I kind of have, you know, um, my point of view on things. Like, I know myself really well. I'm not really looking to, like, take it to the next level. I just want to be at whatever level this was. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought that, uh, yeah, I, thought I really found that. I feel like nurses was great and had a lot of different people from different places and different skill levels. And uh, yeah, I really uh, – and I really liked it.
1: Cool. What are, is, it, is this? You noting know me right now? Are these no, it's
0: like it? it's all co- complimentary. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. It could have been like, you I know, know. Um, yeah. And I just I just really enjoyed it. And I think it put me back in a place where I was like, cool. Like I'm like I feel like confident again that you know I'm doing stand up and I'm auditioning and stuff like that. I just feel like I need that improv. You know, that improv thing kind of answers a lot of questions. I think uh, yeah. as far as like. Confidence and what, to, how, how I feel about myself and like what's funny and interesting. And I thought the uh, lot, you know, people in the classes were really great too. And
1: yeah, but when people are excited, I think it's nice. Yeah. I yeah. think also yes and is a great sort of theory for life. Sure, like just invigorating. Like why aren't we taking these chances? Yeah. Anding somebody else's like thought on something, and I think it's a good like way to look at things.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's the answer to all. Questions, the you know what I mean? Cancer improv.
1: People, if they just fucking yes and it
0: yeah. Oh, is yes and your password? <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out your password. So, uh, what's next for you?
1: Uh, I'm writing, I just finished uh a pilot, another one, so hoping to just like pitch these around. And yeah. then it's pilot season, so hoping to go out a bunch, yeah. Yeah, so I was, yeah, had that guest spot. Um, do you want to see a dead body that came out, yeah. like a few weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that
0: was a segue, like, Dad hey, do you want to see a dead body? Just side note. Um yeah. I was like, Yeah, all right, I'll see a dead yeah, body. You see it? Yeah, why yeah. not?
1: I never got to see one, but
0: well yeah, you know maybe what one I mean? day. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a dead body. Really? I guess not. Oh no, I guess I haven't.
0: Sorry. Thank you. That's a huge bummer.
1: Yeah, close casket. I've never seen one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> closed casket. That's <laughs> your password. All right, thanks. Yeah. Death rattle, that's yeah. my password. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, but just working.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is fun. Thanks oh, for doing oh, this. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.